This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. It is March of 2023, and sadly, in 2022, last year, because of a serious health condition, Bruce Willis has retired from acting, and also unfortunate, Die Hard 5, A Good Day to Die Hard in 2013, was a terrible, atrocious, trash, garbage way to end the series. The, the Die Hard series like this. In this episode, I am going to be giving my thoughts and opinions on the Die Hard sequels. But first, I'm going to briefly talk about the first movie. And I did do a ranking of the Die Hard movies in the October 2021 section of my podcasts. So if you're curious about my rankings, officially, there will be the ranking of the five Die Hard movies in the October 2021 section of my podcasts. And I don't believe I've ever made an official Die Hard 1988 podcast movie review, but I did make a mini review on... My Rumble video chat, my video platform Rumble, I did do a mini video review of Die Hard, but nothing for the actual podcast on Spotify Anchor itself. Um, But briefly, I want to talk a few things about Die Hard, but then get really into my thoughts and opinions on the Die Hard sequels. Okay, so first of all, okay, Die Hard came out in 1988. It's still today considered one of the best. Action, action, action thriller type movies of all time. Directed by John McTiernan, who also, I believe, directed Predator in 87. And where Bruce Willis plays a New York City police officer, regular Joe Schmo type one of, of that kind, who goes to see his estranged wife in uh, Los Angeles for a Christmas party. And yes, it's very much a Christmas movie. In many ways, a Christmas movie. At the most, at the famous building at the time, the Naka, Nakatomi Plaza, uh, and it has one of the best main type villains ever of um of movie history, with Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber, and his wife's in here, played by Bonnie Batilla, and it also features the dad from Family Matters, Renegald Val Johnson, who also briefly appears in the second movie. We'll talk more about uh, the second movie in a bit, and. It also has Paul Gleason as Dwayne T. Robinson, uh, and a number of other people who I don't really know too well. But anyway, the thing I want to say real quick to get to the point about Die Hard, which um, I always thought was very interesting, is there's an outside scene near to when the uh, one the Family Matters cop goes to the. Um, Inside uh, a, 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 a place to, to get some food at a whatever these type places are called, but near that there was a showing of the uh, 
a showing of the gas gas prices at the time. Keep in mind, this is 1988. And what I always thought was fascinating about all that is it showed the gas prices at like 70, I think it was, it's either 70 or 80, probably 70, I believe it was 70, either 70 or 80 cents a gallon, 70 or 80 cents a gallon for the, the showing of the gas prices. But anyway, yeah, the thing about the gas prices like that showing was very, very something else. But, um... Oh, and this movie, this first movie, by the way, not only did it have these these follow-up sequels, and we're going to get the sequels mainly coming up, but not only that, but it, on other action movies, it spun off this want-to-do-this, die-hard-on-it uh, die type thing on other separate type action movies and other, other things. There's, like, die-hard-on-a-hockey-game, die-hard-on-a-plane, die-hard-on-a-ship, die-hard-on a train, whatever the case may be. It, it, it branched off these other movies to do a diehard on there, whatever this something could be. Could be. Um, and it's really sad because he had an entertaining career a number of decades, um, and this was the really, this was the movie that really put him on the map, so most, more than most, more than most any other movie, movies he did, and there are other movie, movie characters he played in other movies throughout his um, time, he probably will be best. Bruce Willis will probably be best known as John McClane in Die Hard, 1988. Which, after its success, sequels were inevitable. So first, uh, I'm gonna go over now with that little bit of prologue here first. My thoughts and opinions on the Die Hard sequels. Let's start. Let's get the bad out of the way, or what I consider the bad worst of them all. Um, which I also briefly talked about, like I said, in the ranking series back, I talked about, um, to end on a really low, not well note at all, Die Hard 5 in 2013, Die Hard, a good day to Die Hard, what a, not, not a swell, very terrible, horrible, atrocious, garbage, trash way to end the series, okay, direction, bad, Writers, bad. Direction, bad. Writers, bad. And story, story plot, bad. John McClane travels to Russia to help out his seemingly wayward son, Jack, only to discover that Jack is a CIA operative working undercover, causing the father and son to team up against under underworld forces. There's not exactly a big, guy, a big bad guy known for this fifth movie, uh, the bad guy, not well done, writing not good, direction bad, story bad, it's just all over the place. Um, it does return to the R rating after the first three movies, because the fourth movie, Die Hard 4, a lived, uh, a, uh, live free or die hard officially in America, live free or die hard, was um, demoted to a PG-13, but even though that Die Hard 4, a live, a live free or die hard, was PG-13, it's still overall in many other ways, a better film, a better movie than Die Hard 5, A Good Day to Die Hard for 2013. This movie is all over the place. It is, it's not, it's very, very trash garbage overall. Um, doesn't have a whole lot going on. You could tell Bruce Willis doesn't care about the part by this point. And he actually did pretty swell of a job, I would think, for the most part, in the previous one, Die Hard 4, Live Free or Die Hard. Um, his son, Jai Courtney, John McClane, 
Did not feel Jai Courtney as John McClane in this at all. Very blah, but I consider him blah in all the other movies I've seen him in too. He was also blah in uh, Terminator Genesis, and and he's also in the uh, one of the um, Tom Cruise Jack Reacher movies. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead from Die Hard Four, uh, Live Free or Die Hard, is back as Lucy in a brief scene in Certain Cuts. But um, yeah, I did take myself to see this by myself theatrically in uh 2013 when this came out but oh my this movie is it's bad for your brain cell it's just it's it's not a good movie by any means even though it says in the title a good day to die hard this is easily the worst of the five movies and that i don't want to spend any more and more time on this movie at all die hard five so now i guess as with the rankings i'm going to tell you what i want to talk about next which is die hard 2 from 1990 it came out two years it came out two years after the original because after the success of the first movie um sequel or sequels were inevitable all right so up until A Good Day to Die Hard, Die Hard 5 came out in uh, the decade of the 2010s, the 20, 2013, I would have Die Hard 2 in last place um, as far as those first four movies, but because Die Hard 5, A Good Day to Die Hard was so really awful and bl- oh my goodness, Die Hard 5, no more talk of that, then uh, we have Die Hard 2, which I would have in the next spot here. Here's what I want to say about Die Hard 2. Alright, so this one takes place... Uh, at a at an airport in Washington D.C., so it's already getting to the plane parts partly with the the branch off of other movies. So it takes place in Washington D.C. for an airport. Um, his wife returns in this movie. Uh, the Family Guy da- Family Matters guy briefly comes back, and so does that um that annoying go- media guy from the first movie. He also comes back as well, and I think that guy's also in um. In one, in one of the Ghostbuster movies. Um, Fred Thompson, who I think at some point was a, is a politician. Fred Thompson is in this. So is John Amos. Oh, and <clears throat> Mr. Um, Mr. William Sadler as Stewart. Mr. William Sadler. William Sadler as a bad guy. Um, as Stewart. William Sadler is in this. Also as a bad guy. I want to talk a moment about William uh, Sadler. Uh, and what he's in and other stuff. Alright, so... Let's see for a sec. Okay, let's see. Alright, so he's one of the bad guys in Die Hard 2. He plays the Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, or Bill and Ted 2. He also comes back for Bill and Ted 3. And he is also plays the United States president in he plays the United States president in Iron Man 3. President Ellis in Iron Man 3. Uh, he's also in Machete, Machete, Machete Kills. Machete Don't Text. Um, and from what I watched on Stars in the 2010s, he plays... Where is this at? Yeah, Bill and Ted face the music. Where is this at? 
Um, yeah, he plays Tony Teresi. Tony Teresi on Stars, the original Power. He plays Tony Teresi. The, uh, he plays Tony Teresi, the father of, the father of Tommy Egan in Power. That was interesting for that. Um, but overall, back to Die Hard 2 itself. Just wanted to mention that thing about William Sather real quick. Uh, Die Hard 2, I would say, is obviously, wait, first of all, back to the Die Hard classic original for a sec. Die Hard is, it's it's never going to be exceeded in in the sequels ever to the top spot um it's still one of the best action movies in general of all of uh, movie history so just going into all this let's just say these sequels are not going to be on the same level at all quality wise as that first movie the only rare section they're only like rare exception when uh the sequel either was as good as or surpass the original would I have to would have to be even though I'm not into Godfather stuff Godfather movies I would have to say either Godfather Part 2 Godfather Part 2 in 1974 is either as good as or better than God than Godfather and that Terminator 2 Terminator 2 Judgment Day from 1991 is either as good as or better greater than Terminator though those first two Terminators are really really good stuff really swell stuff the less said about T three T three through T six T three through T six, the more the um the more. But um, I will uh watch out for some Terminator three Rise of the Machines two thousand three content for you this um this summer season for a little something. Hopefully, God willing. But um, yeah, Die Hard two. It's it's better it's better than a good day to Die Hard Die Hard five, which isn't saying much. But it's I don't think it's um. As, um, as what it could, it's, it's a little, it's okay, it's just an okay thing. Wait, yeah, my, die, sometimes it's called die harder. Um, but it's just, it's just okay. It's, it wasn't going to be the same level of the first movie. And then the sequels that came after, three and four, I thought were more, um, entertaining and engaging. But overall, still better than the fifth movie because the fifth movie will always be the worst to me and a lot of people so uh, and it's just okay it has some all rightish villains but overall it's kind of forgettable compared to other movies in the series franchise so now let's move into the next movie I want to talk about which is surprisingly when it came out 12 years after the third movie a surprise fourth movie came out 12 years after Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance, with Live Free or Die Hard in America, Live Free or Die Hard in America, or Die Hard 4.0 to maybe um, the rest of the world. Now, what I really want to say about Live Free or Die Hard is, when this came out in 2007, I did go see this. Uh, it came out in the, yeah, the summer of 2007. I did go see this with my dad. And before my dad got sick with his health condition, we would go to the movies a lot and see movies together as father and son, which I, which I will always, always treasure, tre- um, tre- treasure as, 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 as a thing to do together. And I did see him today. And I'm glad that, um, and I'm glad that Rabbi Travitsky finally got a chance to visit today as well to see him. Um, that's just some personal part, but back to the actual movie part. Yeah, so I saw Dad with Dad in 2007, the fourth official, um, movie, Live Free or Die Hard, which, again, got lowered to a PG-13 rating, which, 
not a good thing to find out about when you hear, hear that, but I believe there is an unrated cut which is stronger or more extreme than it's a P- watered-down PG-13 rating, but even with the PG-13 rating, it's still a better movie overall for sure than Die Hard 5, Die, A Good Day to Die Hard. The less said about that, the better. Uh, in this movie, he and a young hacker join forces to take down a master cyber criminal, Thomas Gabrielle, in Washington, D.C. Now, this guy, this guy, this, um, Timothy, Timothy Althan as Thomas Gabrielle, he's not, he's not like the kind of villain that the first and third movie was. And yeah, there were some okayish villains in that second one, but nowhere near as bad, of course, as the un- the forgettable and just blah. What the hell was Die Hard Five? Good day to Die Hard with the villains, the direction, the writing, the story, all that crap. But in uh, Bruce Willis's bald bald head, um, oh, and Maggie Q, Maggie Q's in this. Um, playing a uh, a bad girl and girlfriend of uh, the Timothy character, who where she was briefly, very briefly in Mission Impossible Three Team Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Three in 2006, 06 and 07 around the same time there, and even with the PG-13 rating, this movie was really, it was you know it's not, um, it's not Shakespeare or 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 um. Or anything like very like thought provoking, or really anything. It's it's for for me thinking originally that Die Hard Three, Die Hard with a Vengeance was going to be the uh, the trilogy in that last movie, and then and then kind of a good note at the end of the third one. There, the fact is, it surprisingly comes out twelve years later, and. Unlike Die Hard 5, Good Day to Die Hard, where you could really tell Bruce Willis and the whole overall movie overall was just... Didn't know what it was doing with itself. At least in this fourth movie, coming out in 2007, he seems to still care somewhat, putting somewhat of a heart in it. And... I enjoyed seeing it theatrically. Um, I never... I I never really saw the uncut version. If anybody did see the uncut version, please uh, let me know if you liked it better than um than the theatrical version but yeah this movie i'm i i it it was for what it was it was it it, it kept me um interested for the most part we have an an, an adult adult daughter uh, again played by mary elizabeth winstead here who also briefly comes back in the fifth movie um this movie even with the PG-13 rating, the action and the characters kept me um, into it for for what it was. And the other comparison movie-wise I'm going to say about the 12 years thing is that it's interesting that there's a 12-year break between both Die Hard 3, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance in 1995 to 12 years later to have Die Hard 4, a Live Free or Die Hard, which is very similar that there was a 12-year break between Arnold's Terminator 2 Judgment Day and 2003's Terminator 3 Rise of of Machines, the first official, the first official, um, the sequels to, to, original sequel to come out after that second movie, um, 
even though they tried to make die, uh, they tried to make Terminator Genesis the new third movie, and then they tried to make Die Hard Six Dark Fate the new third movie. When really Rise of the Machines in 2003 was the original first kind of way of a first movie. But yeah, there's a 12 year break between Die Hard 3 and 4 and Terminators 2 and 3. But I'll talk more about Terminator in another um, in another episode devoted to the third movie, Rise of the Machines. But right now we're talking about my thoughts and opinions on the Die Hard sequels. So, recap real quick. Die Hard 5, A Good Day to Die Hard, was not a way to close to Swan Song and this whole series. I'd like to pretend that uh, Die Hard 5, A Good Day to Die Hard never happened. Then I would say Die Hard 2 is okay-ish. Um, but it's, it's a step down from the first one. You know, but when you have William Sadler and some of the other guys there and, and, um, and you brought some of the characters back in the first movie, it was okay-ish, but kind of forgettable. And then, surprisingly, to have Die Hard 4, uh, uh, Live Free or Die Hard, to come out in 2007, which was surprisingly entertaining and engaging with um, what it's, it was going for. And I think each, all five movies were based off of different um, source material, which I also thought was always interesting. So, I would call Die Hard, I would call Live Free or Die, Live Free or Die Hard, the, um, I would call Live Free or Die Hard the second best sequel. The second best sequel in, in the series franchise. What does that mean then? That that leads us now to, um... Yeah, overall, again, I said if you've never seen Live Free or Die Hard, uh, I would say definitely check it out. It's definitely what I consider the second best sequel after what I consider the best of the sequels coming to, to be announced. Um... Live Free, for Die, Live Free or Die Hard, Die Hard 4, 2007, for what it was, was... Check it out. Um, if you wanted to not be watered down so much, definitely check out the uncut, unrated version. And that leaves us now with Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Alright, so this is what I want to say about this movie. Okay, in Die Hard with a Vengeance, we're, we, we're, we get to have the director back from the first movie. John McTiernan, who directed Die Hard 88, comes back to, for this third movie after the kind of forgettable, eh, okay-ish second movie. And in this movie, John McClane and a Harlem store owner, played by Samuel L. Jackson, are targeted by a German terrorist Simon in New York City, where he plans to rob the Federal Reserve Building. Okay, so here's what I thought, here's what I think about this. I thought that John McClane and Samuel L. Jackson uh, worked well together. It was a, it was a very um, interesting uh, bouncing off of each other of uh, Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson who um, were also in Pulp Fiction I guess that's another role that they'll be remembered for um, Jeremy Irons plays the main villain who is we find out to be the brother the brother of um, Alan Rickman's character Hans Gruber from the first movie so I like that the brother wants revenge from the killing of his brother just like they had those brother stuff going on with the fights in the first movie of the one of the henchmen, and Jeremy Irons was good, uh, really well in this movie where it takes place mainly in New York City. Oh, and uh, Live Free, Live Free or Die Hard takes place over a few different states that are driven to, but this third movie, Die Hard with a Vengeance, takes place mostly in New York City, and 
compared to the other sequels in the series, Die Hard 2, Die Hard 4, Die Hard 2, Die Hard 4, uh, Live Free or Die Hard, and Die Hard 5, Good Day to Die Hard, of all the sequels, 2, 3, 4, 2, 3, 4, and 5, this one, the, th- the, the second sequel and the third movie, I would say that this stands, um, stands up for the most part, um, for what it was when it, um, after it came out, got the fourth movie 12 years later, but this one, with the running around, um, all the twists and turns of having to figure out the maze and the and the um, puzzles uh, was all engaging as well. And another thing I want to mention is that Jeremy Irons is also pretty well good. Um, need to see as um, Alfred Alfred Pennyworth in the uh, Ben Aff- Ben Ben Affleck Ben Affleck versions of Batman Bruce Wayne in the 2010s uh, Bat uh, 2010s 2020s um. Batman like movies with Ben Affleck. Jeremy Irons is great, all right, as uh, as the um, Alfred, uh, Alfred in those um, in those inter- uh, iterations. Um, most most of all the different uh, branches off of all the different Alfreds are pretty pretty so actually. I, I haven't really had a problem with almost. I think any Alfred, in, whether TV Alfreds or, or movie Alfreds, they're all pretty pretty do a decent job in all their different takes, I would say. I don't have too bad of any of the Alfreds, but back to Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay, so this movie, it's really, it, it, it has a different ending in a certain take, a certain cut. There's like a deleted scene ending that you should check out on how it could have ended probably even better than the ending they actually ending they actually ended up using. But um He calls his wife in this movie, but she's not in this one. She's just in the first two, so there's no wife. It's just him in New York with what he has to deal with. And I would have to probably say that This movie is the best of all the sequels. At least in my opinion, and to some other people's opinions as well. I think the second best sequel would have to be Die Hard 4, uh, Live Free or Die Hard. And it, definitely check that out if you've never seen that one. Um, uh, I was surprised there even was a fourth movie. They came out like 12 years later from that. Um, it's... It's it's very um, if you've never seen Die Hard with a Vengeance, I would say yeah, check it out, check it out. It's very um, it's 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 pretty pretty something to check out if you've never seen it. It's it, it'll give you what you're looking for in an um, action adventure thriller in in just a little bit lower than of course would have to be the first one, Die Hard um, itself. So. It's just really sad that die, uh, die, A Good Day to Die Hard, Die Hard 5 in 2013 had to be the way it ended in such a low-energy, blash, uh, awful, terrible, horrible type way to end. Um, well, really, I mean, you know there were going to be sequels after the first one did well. Second one, just kind of okay. Third one is really, really great. Really terrific, fantastic, huge. Die Hard 4 also... I would rank in the middle of all those movies. Die Hard 4 pretty well, too. And then you got Die Hard 2 and Die Hard 5. Um, yeah, I pretty much said all I wanted to say about all five movies. Um, I rank it from worst to best. 5, 2, 5, 2, 5, 2, 4, 5, 2, 4, 3, 1. Five, yeah, 5, 5, 2, 5, 2, 
in the rankings, so I don't have to re-rank that link, but I'll put in the mini, the Die Hard mini, mini review for you, in case you never saw that on my video platform. Um, we're already 28 minutes in. I got all my thoughts and opinions on Die Hard 1 and my thoughts and opinions of on its official Die Hard sequels. And then they had other action movies have Die Hard on a, whatever the case may be. Uh, I gotta say the classical music thing from Die Hard one more time. And here we go. All right, okay, that's pretty much all I have to say about the Die Hard sequels and the first one and all that. So this is the official... My thoughts and opinions on the Die Hard sequels. Tune in to the next ep- Tune in to the next episode. Same bad channel. Same bad time. Where I will be taking you us back. A, with a look back. A look back. At the endings of. Wait for it. A look back at the endings of. The Graduate 1967. And Rain Man 1988 with including the ending of Midnight Cowboy. Coming up next to a podcast screen near you. Tune in next time, same bad channel, same bad time. A look back a look back at the endings of The Graduate 1967 and Rain Man 1988. For some more movie episode content for your listening pleasure ears. Oh yes. With all that said, Support your local movie theater to see movies throughout the decade of the 2030s. Why? Because streaming online. Because streaming online is just not the same. Die Hard 4.0. Because streaming online is just not the same. It it never will be. So support your local movie theater to see John Wick Chapter 4 and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Oh yes. That's all for now. See you in the next episode. A look back at a look back at the endings of The Graduate 67 and Rain Man 88. <clears throat> Everybody dance and have a good time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC signing out.